What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today we take a trip back to Gotham City and we take a look at the first installment in the Burton Schumacher Batman verse 1989's Batman, starring Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Kim Bassinger, Robert Wool, Pat Hingle, Billy D. Williams, Michael Goh, and Jack Palance. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I said during the introduction, today we go back to the dark, gritty Gotham City, and we take a look at Batman 89, the first in the Burton Schumacher Batman verse which brought us three Batman, one Robin, and a slew of supervillains from Batman's rogues gallery. Let's get into it here, shall we? Now, as our movie opens, Gotham City is preparing to celebrate its bicentennial. So Mayor Borg orders District Attorney Harvey Dent and Police Commissioner Gordon to make the city safer by incarcerating mob boss Carl Grissom. Meanwhile, reporter Alexander Knox and photojournalist Vicki Vale investigate sightings of a masked vigilante who calls himself Batman, who is targeting the city's criminals. Both Knox and Vale attend a fundraiser which is being hosted by billionaire industrialist Bruce Wayne, who, as we all know, is secretly Batman, having chosen his path after witnessing a mugger murder his parents when he was only a child. During the fundraiser, Bruce becomes infatuated with Vicki Vale, but interrupts their meeting to secretly pursue Commissioner Gordon when he leaves the party on police business. Carl Grissom sends his sociopathic second-in-command, Jack Napier, to raid Axis Chemicals in order to retrieve incriminating evidence. Unbeknownst to Napier, however, it is a cover to have him murdered for sleeping with Grissom's mistress, Alicia Hunt. Although corrupt police lieutenant Max Eckhart arranges the hit on Napier by conducting an unauthorized police operation, Gordon arrives, takes command, and orders the officers to capture Napier alive as a potential witness. Batman then arrives on the scene to capture Napier himself, while Napier kills Eckhart as revenge for double-crossing him. During a scuffle with Batman, Napier falls off of a catwalk and into a vat of acidic chemicals. Although he is presumed to be dead, Napier survives the fall with various disfigurements, which include chalk white skin and emerald green hair and nails. He undergoes surgery to repair the damage, but ends up with a permanent grin. Driven insane by his new appearance, Napier, now calling himself 
the Joker, kills Grissom at his estate, massacres Grissom's associates, and takes over his day-to-day -day operations. Batman then begins to research a way to stop the Joker from terrorizing Gotham with hygiene products laced with Smilex, a deadly chemical which causes victims to literally die laughing with the same maniacal grin as the Joker. The Joker soon lures Vicky to the Gotham Museum of Art, where his henchmen destroy works of art within. Batman arrives and rescues Vicky before taking her to his Batcave, providing her with all of his research on Smilex, which will allow the city's residents to escape the toxin. Conflicted with his love for her, Bruce visits Vicky's apartment with intent of revealing his true identity to her, only to have the Joker interrupt the meeting. The Joker then confronts Bruce with the question, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Which Bruce recalls having been said by the mugger who killed his parents. The Joker then shoots Bruce, but he survives thanks to a serving tray that was hidden underneath his shirt, and he escapes the apartment while the Joker is distracted. Back at the Batcave, Bruce reminisces on his parents' murder, realizing that the Joker was, in fact, their killer. Vicky is then brought to the Batcave by Alfred, Bruce's butler, who had been trying to coax their relationship along as a result to try to bring out Bruce's more human side. Bruce exposes his secret identity to Vicky, but tells her that he cannot focus on their relationship with the Joker on the loose, and he departs to destroy the access chemical plant, which is being used to create Smilex. Meanwhile, the Joker lures Gotham's citizens to a parade with the promise of free money in order to dose them with Smilex gas, which is being held within giant parade balloons. Batman foils his plan by using the Batwing in order to remove the balloons, but the Joker shoots him down. The Batwing crashes in front of a cathedral, and the Joker takes Vicky hostage within it. Batman pursues the Joker to the top of the cathedral, and in the ensuing fight, Batman reveals that he knows that Napier killed his parents, and thus created Batman before Batman created the Joker. This leads to the Joker realizing that Batman is Bruce Wayne. The Joker eventually pulls Batman and Vicky over the cathedral balcony and leaves them hanging while he attempts to escape in a helicopter that is being piloted by his goons. They throw down a ladder for the Joker to climb. However, Batman uses a grappling hook to attach the Joker's leg to a gargoyle. Unable to bear its immense weight, the Joker falls to his death while Batman and Vicky 
make it to safety. Sometime later, Commissioner Gordon announces that the Gotham City Police Department has arrested all of the Joker's men and unveils the bat signal. Harvey Dent then reads a note from Batman promising that he will defend Gotham should crime strike again. The note also states that the GCPD should use the bat signal to summon him in times of need. Alfred takes Vicky to Wayne Manor and explains to her that Bruce will be a little bit late, and she responds to Alfred, stating that she is not surprised. And our movie ends as Batman looks at the back signal's projection from a nearby rooftop as he stands watch over Gotham City. As far as tone, you know, light, darkness, serious comedy goes, this is by and far, to date, that I've covered the definitive Batman film. There's some elements of comedy, thanks mostly in part to the Joker, but only at the right moments. It's not in an overabundance like during the 66 film, which was intended to be campy, intended to be lighthearted, intended to be more geared towards children. This Batman was geared towards teenagers and adults. You can tell by the tone and the themes and the pacing that this movie was not geared towards children. And eventually that became a problem to Warner Brothers, which is why the Schumacher ones became so light and so more campy and comedic heavy, whereas the Burton ones maintained that dark tone. Jack Nicholson was killer as the Joker. You know, I mean, him and Cesar Romero just go neck and neck as far as how great they are. And that's not to discount Heath Ledger or Jared Leto or Mark Hamill or Cameron Monaghan or anybody else who's taken a stab at the Joker. But growing up at the time that I did, you know, seeing Jack Nicholson's Joker in the theaters while watching Cesar Romero's Joker in reruns on television, thanks to the success of this film, bringing it back out so that the kids of a new generation could get to know Batman and Robin and Penguin and Joker and Riddler and Catwoman and Mr. Freeze and Egghead and Bookworm, and the list goes on and on. Like I said, Batman's rogues galley of villains. Like, Batman has got quite possibly the greatest rogues galley of villains in comic book history. I, I don't think there's anybody that rivals Batman when it comes to the villains. And the Joker, I felt, at this point in time in cinema history, was the perfect way to stop because... The Joker is Batman's Lex Luthor. So you wanted to like hit him hard, hit him fast, hit him heavy with the greatest villain in Batman lore. 
I don't know if killing him off was a good idea because I think that down the road they could have built to a team up much like we had in 66. So I, I'm not sure if killing him was the right idea, but alas, that's really the only thing I can find flaw in in this movie is the decision to kill the Joker. When it comes to my rating for Batman 89, I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. I know a lot of people may kind of look at me crazy, like, why is this one only four and a half out of five? All will be explained in due time. You're just going to have to keep tuning in each day to see where I rate these films and why I rate these films the way I do. Got to keep you guys coming back. Got to give incentive. Four and a half out of five stars for me, though, when it comes to 1989 Batman. What do you guys think out there of Batman 89? Let me know. If you're watching the premiere, leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching on demand later in the day, leave your thoughts and comments down here. Whatever you do, though, when you get out there on social media, let's try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, which will also be replayed an hour later in the day on the Jeff Meacham Network, when we are joined by Mr. Meacham himself to discuss the sequel to Batman 89, Batman Returns, starring Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken, Pat Hingle, Michael Goh, and so many others. You're not going to want to miss out tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, replayed on the Jeff Meacham Network when I discuss Batman Returns. To all my loyal fans and viewers out there tuning in for the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here. Thank you very much. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Likewise, all my loyal fans and viewers out there tuning in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. Once again, I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tune in on a regular basis. Show me that love, support, try to help me boost my views, get that up so that I can hopefully get monetized eventually. Thank you very much for tuning in, joining me, and watching, and I will see you guys next time.